Greetings and welcome to the Trauma and Social Work Podcast. Thank you for listening to Season 2. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen, or pencil, a warm cup of tea, and let's get down to business. This season is to focus on the voices of others impacted by trauma. Although I may speak on behalf of others with their permission, this is still their voice. You will hear from social workers, parents, families, children, teenagers, clinicians, and just so much more. You will hear from all people, regardless of their heritage, ethnic background, gender or sexuality, identification, social economic status, and much more. Let's take a deep, profound listening to all voices. podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Last week we heard about Bubble a 10-year-old girl going on 21, and her mother, Brenda. We listened to some helpful information about the mother-daughter relationship. This was done mainly from the daughter's perspective. This episode will explore the mother's part of this dynamic. Brenda was in her mid-40s when she got pregnant with Bubble. She did not think she could get pregnant after many years. She was at a transitioning period in her life. She dated all sorts of guys in the past. She dated smart guys, cute ones, those that had jobs, even those that were homeless. She had a few loving relationships, but for the most part, they ended badly. She struggled with her own childhood traumas. She was sexually abused for several years by her grandfather. A few cousins molested her. She did not know her father and her mother was emotionally unattached. She turned to drugs and alcohol at a young age. She drank um, quite often. She smoked marijuana around middle school and in high school she started to use cocaine and methamphetamines. She overdosed a few times in her 20s. She was in bad and violent relationships. She was hospitalized a few times for medically related concerns and also for substance use. She struggled with sustaining a job and working and communicating with the public was really a high source of distress for her. She was constantly in a state of anxiety and hyperactivity. She just could not calm the mind body, or spirit for most of her adult life. In her 40s, things started to change. She was able to sustain a job and she had housing. 
She had some security for the first time in her life. She even took a few classes at a community college. She was stable. Then, during a one-night stand, she got pregnant. She knew the father, but she was not committed to the father. You see, he was married and had three kids and a wife. In shock, Brenda felt she was still in a good place, that she could raise this child on her own. She was sober and she was stable. During her pregnancy, Brenda would reminisce about what it would be like to feel truly loved. The kind of love that a mother fantasizes about when she knows she's getting ready to have a daughter. A mother who feels her daughter will have endless opportunities and will achieve many things. Brenda can dream again, and this has been something she has not done since a young child. She would daydream about her daughter's loving her unconditionally. They would be affectionate with each other. They could give hugs and kisses and tickles and all sorts of fun stuff that you see on TV. She would daydream about her daughter needing her and asking her for help. And then she could guide her and do something significant with her life. Brenda was ecstatic and at 40 years of age, she believed God gave her a gift for all the hard work she had done. Brenda soon discovered that being a mom was more emotionally and physically complicated. She prepared for the diapers and the cries in the middle of the night. She did not prepare for her lack of nutrition, being physically depleted and in constant agitation in the body, racing thoughts, and chronic, chronic, chronic toll after many, many years of doing this, pushing her out of balance. Brenda did not prepare herself for the trauma triggers and the enactments that were going to occur in the mother-daughter relationship. Now, Brenda experienced Bubble as a terror, a complete disrespectful hateful child with little to no sympathy. She quickly moved from God's blessing and towards the idea that this is God's punishment for her behavior. Then she began to blame herself. I'm not a good mom. I did terrible things in my life. I'm just trying, but it, it's so hard. You know, she just doesn't love me. In my own reflection, I thought about how difficult it is to have your dreams fall apart, for your fantasy to be destroyed. This is how I connected with Brenda. As a mother, you want to try to do the best you can. You are working with all of your unresolved, deeply hidden stuff. And sometimes you're caring for other people's stuff too. Then, on the right day and at the right moment, you say or do something to react to something deeper. There are many memories I have of my children. There were times I just absolutely did not like them. Other times I hated them. I didn't want to talk to them, be bothered, 
or sometimes even be in their presence. There were times I felt hurt, really hurt. The hurt that cuts you just below your heart and remains in your gut, that type of hurt. I, like Brenda, know what it's like as a parent when you are managing your own stuff and you're not in balance and then all of this stuff starts to trickle out. Brenda would explain she was doing the best she could as a parent and she truly was doing the best she could at the time. However, we need to consider a few things as parents when exploring our relationships with our daughters. One, you can't neglect yourself. You must set aside time for you to self-care and have some deep, meaningful reflections. Brenda wasn't doing this. She did not prioritize herself. And when she felt challenged by her daughter, she would react instead of parent. Kids are going to give us all sorts of stuff. Some of the stuff we talked about last week. So we must prepare. And learning to understand my daughter's language, I had to take time before my interactions with her to have these silent moments. I just needed space to myself. I had to make for sure I was good emotionally. And if I wasn't, then I would schedule a time later to talk. I learned to set boundaries. And if things were not urgent, time could pass and I'd had more time to work on myself. I was better so I could be good for her. With practice, it worked for me. I'm not sure about her voice and how she would describe the relationship. Two, you must understand your daughter is communicating verbally, non-verbally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It is not clear, it is not direct, and it is not concise. She will give you little bits of information, then she'll shut down. She won't share anymore. She is teaching you different ways to understand her use of language. She teaches you patience. Your daughter is giving you opportunities to work on being flexible and adaptable. I gave Brenda and Bubble a task in the office in which they had to collaborate in putting something together. They only had a few items and they could not talk to each other. Who do you suspect struggled the most? Brenda, the mother, because she only relied on verbal communication and not other forms. Third, Learn to understand more about what your dreams and fantasies were as a young person. Then acknowledge they exist and let them go. Your daughter will become who she is with your influence, but also the influences of the world. Hopefully you can build trust, safety, and compassion with her. Then start to work on your stuff. You may have to grieve these losses for yourself. The loss of the fantasy that happiness is about being in a loving relationship or the loss of the idea that love should be unconditional. 
Another possibility may be the loss of the idea about being beautiful, smart, or easily liked by others. The loss of being um, or the desire to want to be a doctor, an athlete, or a singer. You did not accomplish these things in life, and there are many reasons why, but you may need to go through the grieving, grieving and loss process to learn to let go. Therapy can support you and tease out these in a lot more um, personal and in a personal and intimate way. Lastly, there are many things unresolved that is deeply rooted in our childhood experiences. Brenda was exposed to childhood abuses, neglect, domestic violence, poverty, even racialized experiences, and so much more. She never went to therapy or worked with other helpful and trained individuals. She internalized her experiences. She learned to disassociate from it. If I don't talk about it, then I can forget and maybe it didn't happen. Well, that's not the case. The body and the unconscious parts of the mind don't want you to forget about it. It wants you to remember and remembering is on the path towards healing. If you choose to continue to push it further and further away, it will impact your relationship with your daughter. You will be triggered by her, even if it is your stuff and you won't even recognize it. I often share with parents to think about a difficult time in their life when they were young. At what age were you? What did you experience? What sensations were activated? Then I explore with them the age of their children and what ages are more difficult for them to parent. Usually when one experiences a difficult time in their childhood, it is that same time period that is difficult for them to parent. This means we got a lot of stuff to work on. The thing most triggering for me with my daughter was her lying. I would even say this about my boys as well. They lied. However, when I was a kid, I did a lot of lying too. I used to lie about all sorts of things for all sorts of reasons. So when my children lie, and I'm not sure they're entirely forthcoming with all the information, I am now aware that it's my stuff and I don't get triggered by it. I realize it's my work that I need to do. I wanted to thank you for listening to the two perspectives. Bubble and Brenda are examples of how we can use this information to help us understand more about the mother-daughter relationship. I also shared my experiences as a daughter and a mother and how I have grown in both roles. Next week, I would like to share my role as a therapist and working with a mother-daughter clinically and some real kind of practical tools that can be used in the home to help repair relationships because all relationships can and need repairing. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. 
like below and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying, the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself. Ancient Kemetic Proverbs.